0: Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of Pro Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Kelly. I'm Elena. So you'll notice Gabe's not here right now. Good, you know, Get he's out, on leave. he's on vacation.
1: No men, <laughs> men are banned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been one of those kind of weeks. I'll give you that one.
1: I can It's Thursday. That's good.
0: Yes, it's so taking. It. Like last night I
1: was like, that was enough. Friday.
0: Liked, the week after a holiday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I loved somebody. Somebody on my Facebook feed on Tuesday was like, "How is it only Wednesday?" And it was Tuesday. <laughs> and it was Tuesday. <laughs> that was Kershaw. I saw that. Yes, stuff. it was hilarious, and I was like, "Well, actually, it's not even that day." But <laughs> <No>. okay. <laughs> so it's been a long week. It yep. started with a late night um, bachelor style. <laughs> <laughs> Supreme Court nominee announcement on Monday night. At Brett Kavanaugh o'clock.
1: got the red rose. See yes. Red rose? <laughs> I don't watch The Bachelor.
0: <laughs> but you got that right. So good job on the pop culture. Yeah. Don't either, but yeah.
2: You
1: made the reference.
0: I know I did. But <laughs> Do you
1: watch The Bachelor? <laughs> oh no. No thanks. <laughs> sorry to all of our bachelor listeners at home
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) we know enough about it to say about red roses but that's it so yeah so brett kavanaugh awful bad bad very bad no Um, first and
1: foremost we should not have a supreme court justice named brett (laughs) like what's next chad Chet. chet chet sorry chet no, Brett. No, Chet. No, Chad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, actually, yeah. Stephen Colbert actually made a really hilarious joke on that front. Mm-hmm. That like he sounds much more like your like Applebee Ruby Tuesdays, I think it was server than a Supreme Court justice. Mm.
1: He's like like the secretary of like Capify Gamma or some bull crap. Not like that. surprised.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. That's not <laughs> yeah. for real. Like it's <laughs> oh, not, that's not a real fraternity oh, That
1: just sounds like his name. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so um I mean, and it was interesting from the very beginning because um he, he did the whole I can't hate women, I know women during I'm a his speech. Dad. Yeah, I've got daughters, I've got a wife, so obviously I don't hate women. Um was an interesting way to go in his acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. But not. Yeah. <laughs> um it's like the I'm not racist, I know black people. So
1: yeah. He didn't even clear that low bar, man.
0: Nope. He did not. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, his record is god awful on pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um And it's interesting too because most of the time they'll pick a Supreme Court nominee who doesn't have much of a track record and kind of, you know, trying to sneak them in is this like, we just don't know. Mm -hmm. But no, this guy's got a track record a mile (laughs) long. Yeah. (laughs) Most recently, actually, he intervened in that Jane Doe case in Texas where the undocumented immigrant minor, the unaccompanied minor, was trying to get access to abortion care while she was locked up in a HHS facility. And they were blocking her from getting access to the abortion, and he sided with the state of Texas on blocking her from getting access to abortion care. He
1: wrote a heated
2: dissent. Yes. But he loves women and has daughters. Yes. He gets it. (laughs) Nope.
0: False. 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 Also, um, on a religious angle, um, sided with Priests for Life and the other religious entities that were fighting against the ACA, contraceptive mandate and saying that signing a piece of paper saying that they didn't want to provide care was an undue burden on religious organizations that didn't want to provide care.
1: Paper oh. undue burden. How big your like hallways have to be to <laughs> yes. fit a gurney in a place that doesn't require gurney. <laughs>
0: not an undue burden. <laughs> well, currently yes. An undue burden. Yes. that With one. Brett Kavanaugh on the court and not so much. Yeah. Yes.
2: Good Lord. He's uh yeah, I mean, known as a warrior of religious liberty, but
0: uh yeah, you know, and air quotes.
2: Exactly. I mean, picked <laughs> to defend it, but essentially, you know, has a long track record of destroying it. And I mean we don't need that kind of Judge in the highest law in the land So
1: Yeah, I feel like the religious liberty in this case Is a very, 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 very narrow definition mm-hmm. Of one particular person's religious <laughs> liberty No yeah. one else's
0: no. And being able to force it on everyone else Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: No
0: It's just the opposite of religious exactly.
2: liberty Exactly It's, uh, you know To impose one's own beliefs You know, on someone else's civil rights Or reproductive health care It's not religious freedom It's religious oppression But it's also no accident That he was nominated. I mean, especially when you see, like, president of Ohio Right to Life, Mike Gonadakis. In the room. In the room. uh, For the nomination. I mean, we know the agenda. Mm -hmm. It is to overturn or gut row all the way.
1: I mean, it's also pretty telling that Anthony Kennedy felt like he could only retire after Kavanaugh was the one that was picked. Like, he was basically hand-picked as a former law clerk of mm-hmm. Anthony Kennedy. Yes. So that's uncomfortable.
0: But well, also makes it very weird on, like, so what deal did they make? You know, Trump's not going to make a deal where he didn't get something out of it. So, I mean, there were a lot of decisions at the very end that went kind of against Kennedy's previous record on some of these issues. And you just... Mm-hmm. Just makes that whole last month of Kennedy's.
1: Isn't there something financial that's happening? I don't know. There probably is. There's always money exchanging hands.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. But yeah, so it's it's all just very interesting. And I feel like they also played kind of the Kasich 20-week, 6-week ban. Mm-hmm. Thing with this nomination because they floated I can't remember yes the whole week uh, and you know she was I mean she's about as far out there as you can get you know Mm. men should have dominion over every spear with the household and women should submit to their husbands ma'am
1: what are you doing as a judge then I don't understand (laughs)
0: know, I do question that sometimes Um, and you know that Christian law should be the law of the land and all these Mm -hmm. things. You know, and so she was really being floated as the top pick, the top pick, and then all of a sudden we sneak in with this, you know, kind of milk toast white dude who (laughs) doesn't look as scary. Yeah, but is just as scary on so many issues. So it was very much that whole bait and switch of well, he's not as extreme as that, so he must be moderate. No false, that's not how this works.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, just look at his rulings, everything he's challenged and the ways that he has praised the late Justice William Rehnquist for really dismantling the idea that there's a strict wall between church and state. Mm -hmm. He's all about creating a theocracy, but we lived in a pluralistic society, and our democracy says otherwise. Mm
0: -hmm. I always find it very interesting the same people who are like, we need religious freedom, we Mm -hmm. can't have surreal law control our land, Mm -hmm. want Christian law to control Uh our land, and they see no... Similarity in how you should be against Christian law being the law of the land if you are also against Sharia law being mm-hmm. the law of the land. But
1: what about Jewish law? No, <laughs> no shellfish. No more shellfish. Sorry, Florida.
0: <laughs> or mixed. Sorry, Maine. Or, f- or clothes made of mixed fabrics. Or no more polyester blends. Pig skin on Sunday for football. No
1: sex during your period. Which I guess is gross to most people anyway. <laughs> At least most people who would be like, oh, I don't want that law. It's like, I do want that law because that one's gross.
0: Yeah. He also um, dissented when the D.C. Circuit upheld D.C.'s assault weapons ban. Oh. Interestingly, according to this document I have from our national office. Cool. So, you know, he's, and he's also been very outspoken against regulations of businesses by, like, the EPA. So he's also got a very bad environmental track record on like protecting the clean water act and the clean air act. Cause you know, why would you want to breathe the air and drink the water?
1: I don't know. Cause I like living. All right. (laughs) For now. (laughs)
0: Two things that are kind of critical (laughs) to, you know, being alive. (laughs)
1: Living's overrated.
0: (laughs) So yeah, I mean, Kavanaugh is definitely a judge that every progressive should Opposed to, I'm really, sure. am,
1: I'm really amused at the articles that were like Trump picked another white man because in the history of the Supreme Court, there's only been 5.8 percent minorities or women. I'm like, would it be better if he picked like a like rapidly <laughs> conservative woman? Like that doesn't make it better, <laughs> y'all.
0: No. I know mean, it's like the same thing we run into with the legislature. You know, you've got Christina Hagen and Christina Rogner in the state and Peggy Lehner in the state legislature that are all women, but all hell bent on restricting access to abortion care and not even supporting sex ed and birth control. Wow. So it's like,
1: oh, the corporation is led by a woman, so it's better. No, false. It's false.
0: Like, yeah. No. Stephen Cooper did have another funny thing on that one though because he had a, a he won bingo because Trump picked another white man and his yeah. bingo card was just all like squares of white man white man white man <laughs> picked oh. a white man because <laughs> every person Trump picks for everything is another white man.
1: It's a free I mean, space white man.
0: I think it was too. Yeah, I think <laughs> the entire card was white man.
2: Three of its four nominees were white men. So yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Odds are.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. I mean, I would have been really surprised mm-hmm. if it hadn't been a white man.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we really need to do is make sure people are activated against this, making sure we're shoring up Sherrod Brown and his opposition to the nominee and pushing Rob Portman to do something which he'll probably never do, Rob which Portman is oppose is, him. Well our,
1: Rob Portman has already more or less like expressed support of yeah. Kavanaugh since I think they're bros because they're
0: bros. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, obviously he cares about his, you know, kids' rights because his kids' right as a gay man will be severely hampered by Kavanaugh being on the court. But, oh, well, guess that doesn't really matter to Portman.
1: I mean, that's kind of the case is it only affects them personally. That's when they care.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) But this one should affect him personally, but he still doesn't care.
1: Nope. (laughs) He cares about getting elected again? I don't think that's going (laughs) to (laughs) happen.
0: We can all hope, but that's further down the road than Sherrod Brown getting Uh reelected this year. So making sure we're supporting Sherrod Brown, um, calling your member, uh, your your yeah. senators words are hard today and making sure they know that you oppose it whether they are going to vote with us like sure it is or mm-hmm. against us like portman is make sure your vote voice is heard and just kind of stay tuned for other actions
1: so what are like the like options here like what's what are like the like potential outcomes
0: i think there's a there's several different outcomes i mean the best of them being um susan collins or lisa murkowski actually what, like, coming Maine over. And Alaska? Maine and mm-hmm. Alaska. yes, <laughs>
1: like tippy-tops of our
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Kind of the most libertarian states. They're both mm-hmm. women. They should care. And Susan mm-hmm. Collins says she cares and wouldn't vote for somebody who would overturn Roe, but then she also in the same breath said that she didn't think Neil Gorsuch, who most definitely yeah. would at least gut <laughs> if not overturn Roe, um, wouldn't really do that because she had a conversation with him and she's she's secure that he wouldn't do that complete BS so you know trusting her to actually follow through on her I won't support a nominee is kind of not something I want to necessarily hold (laughs) feet to the fire on Um, but um, so one of those two could cross over because we only need one as long as McCain isn't back because of his cancer um, fight right now (laughs) Um, we would need both of them if he did come back and vote yes Hmm. um, which I'm assuming he probably would if he was around um, I think the other option is, I was hearing this um, from one of the folks talking on MSNBC recently, that there's probably about three or four Democratic members of the Senate who, like Joe Manchin, who are up this year who could get in a little bit of hot water for their re-election if they blocked the nomination because their states went overwhelmingly for Trump. But there's also like three or four Republicans who were up in states where Hillary won that could get in trouble for supporting Trump and so their, their hypothesis and I thought it was an interesting one that I hadn't thought about was if these like six or seven folks kind of got together and said this is bad for all of us if it happens before election day let's push McConnell to not to, to do what they did to Obama and say mm-hmm. it's too close to election day you can't have this vote before election day Um, and just delay it until after Election Day. And then at that point, it's up to the voters to make sure that Democrats take back the Senate and can stop a nominee. I mean, I think at this point...
1: Have we ever seen a Supreme Court nominee not confirmed? I mean, other than Merrick Garland.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, Bork was um, turned down. Um, One of Bush's nominees, I'm forgetting her name, she was a... 60 something year old white woman, like I think her name was Helen or something. She was completely unqualified, and he, like, she was a nominee for a couple, maybe even just a week, and then pulled herself out of consideration because she was just so ridiculously unqualified. I'm gonna have to look it up, we'll put it in the show notes once I figure out who that person's name was. So, there have been a couple, but in general, no, they've gone through. I think Bork is probably the biggest. Where was
1: Bork from? The seventies,
0: early eighties. Um, I'm yeah. gonna
1: look this up. This is gonna be my Wikipedia <laughs> rabbit hole for the rest
0: of the day. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, I mean, when you look at all of the other ones. I mean, there've been fights about several of them, but they've all mm-hmm. eventually gone through. So, and I mean, Joe Manchin just vote, was the only Democrat who crossed over and voted for a nominee, the head of the criminal department, de- criminal. Investigations part of the um, Justice Department has never cried a cr- criminal, criminal case. He's not a prosecutor and he's in charge of all the prosecutors in the Justice Department now. So Joe Manchin crossed over and voted for that person. He was the <laughs> only Democrat. So, like, the fact that Joe Manchin's gonna hold on and not be a jerk in this process is also a Uncle- little bit unclear. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see what happens on this one, but you know we'll keep everybody updated. We'll have lots of events coming up, working on a plan of you know actions and and things people can do, so stay tuned for ways for you to get involved. But right now, tell everybody that they need to go out and vote because really, what this means is we can't count on the Supreme Court anymore; they are not going to be the firewall yeah full stop, protect your rights anymore. So we had to build it here. And the way to build it is, you know, Cordray and Sutton.
1: Weirdly enough, all like the old liberal white men in my in my life were just like, well, you know, there's no law saying the Supreme Court has to have nine justices. It could have 21. I was like, what kind of solution are you proposing?
0: <laughs> that Trump gets to nominate and another 18 judges.
1: I think it's like, when they take back the White House. We can Math just expand it forever. Like, oh, there's going to be a riot. Well, there won't be a riot because it's the United States and we don't do that kind
0: Of stuff, at least I don't of might be right. too civil. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we will for sports. I don't know about yeah. like <laughs> rights, eh.
0: sports, yay! No, so yeah, no, that's not a solution. Thank so, you. It's
1: like, the, I'm like, what well, are you out of your mind?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, moving to state politics. Okay. Um, The headline that made me want to burn the entire world down that I saw this morning was the Ohio State Medical Association, so the organization that's supposed to represent all of the doctors in the state of Ohio, has decided to endorse Mike DeWine for governor because after spending his entire primary campaign attacking Mary Taylor for being Beside Kasich as he expanded Medicaid and how he would get rid of Medicaid expansion as governor has now promised them that he would keep the Medicaid expansion as long as he was allowed to add a work requirement, which is complete BS and would block Perhaps. a bunch of people from getting it and wellness guidelines. <laughs> so sorry, poor person who doesn't have access to, you know, good food and smoking cessation help and all of these things. You're too unhealthy. We don't want you in Medicaid. So sorry about your luck. You can't get healthcare.
1: <laughs> You're just going to die,
0: I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess, which might be what they want. Um, so yeah. So They've decided to back a person who's promised to sign a six-week abortion ban, which would put their doctors in jail instead of going for the people who would actually protect their doctors and protect the citizens of the state of Ohio.
1: Yeah, I mean, conversely, like, Cordray would not, like, repeal (laughs) Medicaid expansion at At all. all.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's our our argument that's a kind of weak, poor one. Yes. It was basically they were looking for a way to endorse Mike Dwine, and this was their excuse to do so because they wanted to back the Republican. Yeah. Bummer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they even had a state So they haven't been our best friends ever on fighting these abortion bans, but recently they've gotten more involved and even sent a letter against the method ban to the Senate committee as they were considering it that says it is the policy of the Ohio State Medical Association to neither promote nor oppose legislative proposals related to the legality of abortion procedures. However, separate OSMA policy opposes legislation that criminalizes or otherwise penalizes any medical procedure that is considered a standard of care. So they have a policy that opposes the criminalization of medical professionals for providing medical care, but they're going to endorse a candidate who wants to criminalize their doctors for providing medical care. Like, seriously, people? What's your problem?
1: I mean, the problem is they're Republicans.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> More invested in keeping their money in their pockets than, I guess, protecting their members from getting access and... Being criminalized. No. I Nazi. mean, it doesn't
1: surprise me based on the pre-med students I knew in undergrad, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going to have some conversations with some folks and see what we can do to mm-hmm. raise up this hypocrisy at the Ohio State Medical Association and see what we can do to.
1: I'm sure we sure. can reach out to med students for choice. I'm sure they'd be mm-hmm. more than willing to say a few words. Yeah. <laughs>
0: For sure. Because I mean, this is the kind of hypocrisy that we see in the medical community. Well, they're not coming after me. Mm -hmm. So why should I care? It was actually hilarious. A couple of years ago when the opiate crisis was starting to, to build and people were starting to pay attention to it. One of the legislative fixes that they came up with was pediatricians would have to get separate consent from parents before giving a child a prescription for opiates. A lot of, Pediatricians' offices will kind of do have a blanket consent. So if the- wait
1: from their parents, yes, who might on opiates?
0: No, it was more that the, the story, the person who came and testified, I think that kind of pushed the bill forward was that her child was a football, a high school football player mm. and was injured and went to this medical office for the injury and got a prescription for opiates that she never even knew he had, which then spiraled into him being becoming addicted. And she had no idea he'd even gotten this prescription filled so it came from that point of view okay and um it was hilarious though because i was talking to one of the legislative aides in one of our um friendly pro-choice legislators offices and she's like it's hilarious to hear all these pediatricians coming in and saying how the legislature shouldn't tell them how to practice medicine (laughs) 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 we just kind of sit there and go huh, where were you <laughs> when they were trying to tell abortion providers how to practice medicine? Oh, wait, it wasn't you, so you didn't care. And that's what we're seeing here. The problem is that you shut down all the abortion clinics and you you know, cr- start criminalizing doctors. What happens when you're treating a pregnant patient who needs access to care? It's not just criminalizing abortion providers. This is criminalizing all doctors who deal with pregnant people and putting them at risk. Uh Well, I think uh, Ross Kelly Copeland has been saying this a lot, you know, with this whole Kavanaugh fight and the Supreme Court fight. A lot of people who have said, oh, yeah, I'm totally for outlawing abortion. I want to see Roe overturned in this kind of hypothetical world where it may happen at some Mm. point.
1: Yeah, I don't think they recognize what the repercussions will really be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, like, now that it's actually something that could actually happen... Are these people going to be as, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Let's keep going. There's a there's a big population oh, that yeah. would probably, would definitely be on that side. But I think there's also those middle road folks who are just like, yeah, maybe not. Like, <laughs> maybe
1: I didn't think this through. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe this is actually about people's lives and not politics, and maybe we should start paying attention to that.
1: You know what's a hu- I mean? You know what's among the huge bummers in the world? <laughs> Back to the opioid crisis. I have a friend who just finished—not finished, but like in the like last few months—finished up um, cancer treatment, and after her mastectomy, she was supposed to have like sufficient painkillers to deal with the surgery, and because of the opo- opioid crisis, she did not. So there's like a lot, like a lot of the uh, like things they're trying to implement to combat the opioid crisis is not actually helping anyone who needs these drugs.
0: Yeah. Well, and just the whole, like, pharmaceutical industry, they don't want to try to come up with things that aren't addictive because there's no money in that. So why would we not want to do that? So, yeah, instead of actually coming up with new drugs that could actually control pain and be good for a person like your friend, like, we just continue to control the opiates that exist out there and don't control pain and then somebody has to go looking for it on the street and then they're a lot more likely to get addicted to it and the cycle just keeps continuing because medicine (sighs) (laughs) the world sucks is should be the title maybe that maybe that'll be the title of the podcast this week well i mean when you're
1: you're criminalizing like opioid addicts like you're gonna end up with a lot of Really crappy situations, like i there was one patient I knew of who sought an abortion because they were on vivitrol, and they had to stop taking vivitrol because they were going to be criminalized for being pregnant and being on vivitrol, and instead it caused a relapse yes, so that 's not an ideal situation Mm-mm. anyway around
0: yeah, now we really don 't know how to treat opiate no. addicts who are pregnant, Mm-mm. we definitely don 't understand and And you're seeing the same cycle with that that you saw with the crack babies of the nineties, you know, it's this whole big problem. They've like even made up a whole syndrome. They call it neonatal abstinence syndrome, um, which is like
1: there, there were no crack babies. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And so there it's when a um, baby is born exposed to um, opiates and has withdrawal symptoms, which can be mitigated by actually like skin to skin contact with the parent and, the mother and actually breastfeeding is sometimes good in these hmm. kinds of situations. Cause small amounts of whatever the mom was probably on like a Vivitrol or some kind of control medicine can help with the withdrawal. And this whole I mean, the national association for pregnant women have a fabulous, amazing They're whole a great organization. thing about treating pregnant women with, um, with opiate addiction. And um, yeah, it's, it's a really complicated Thing that you know again we're trying to medicalize and trying to fix when mm. there's all these things that actually could be done to support the addict and the yeah. person and you're just criminalizing it. them so. yes okay. uh, oh, you know details details
1: it's not fair
0: speaking of criminalizing parents and their children. Mm. Tell me more. (laughs) In the continuing world of the world sucks, (laughs) the Trump administration missed the deadline for reuniting the hundred and whatever Mm. um, children under the age of five that were separated from their families. This is
1: my surprise face. Mm -hmm. Uh It looks very much like my, I'm disappointed, but not surprised face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then to make the story—I mean, if the story wasn't bad, like I think it was pretty bad already. I mean, it's one of the worst (laughs) things, yeah. But to make it even worse, they've now discovered, and one of the so like the because they missed the deadline, they required the administration like did to detail out why they couldn't reunite Mm -hmm. two thirds of these children under the age of five, and one of them, they actually said they couldn't locate the father. And they'd been saying that for a while. But then they admitted that the father and the child are both U.S. citizens. Whoa. So these aren't all just no. undocumented immigrants seeking asylum no. crossing the border. They separated, a—I think it was like a four or five-year-old child from their father. The child and the father were U.S. citizens who crossed the border. Yeah. Like, are you yes? I mean, it just really shows how inept they are at doing all these things. Not only can they not reunite them, but they're separating, you know, they're not just targeting people that aren't citizens. Because if you're brown, yes, if you're brown,
1: (laughs) how that works, yeah, so. I don't have anything clever or pithy. I'm just sad.
0: Yes, it is really sad. I mean, seeing all the video of the reunifications where the three-year-old doesn't recognize their parent and reaches for the social worker instead of their parent or one of the little boys I saw was talking about how he was reunited at the same time as this like toddler, young toddler, under under two, Hmm. um, and kept saying, I wanted to go with my sister because they had actually kind of created a sibling bond where they had been separated. And, yeah, it it just breaks your heart.
1: And then there's the Guatemalan woman who lost the fight for her child who had been adopted by a white family. Mm -hmm. Um, This was, like, from a couple of years ago. Yeah, this was well before this whole. But it's still relevant. And, and, uh, yeah, they said that she has no basis to fight it. Mm-hmm. So they adopted out her son, and he's been renamed, yeah. by this white family,
0: yeah, and we've seen that. I mean they've you know
1: stolen children,
0: yeah, I, they've actually said, I think we talked about it in the podcast when it happened. it was either sessions or somebody else from HHS or the Justice Department said that these you know adults broke the law, <laughs> so do they deserve their children back because they broke the law bringing their child here?
1: I mean, in half the states of in the United States, if you buy fireworks, you're breaking the law. Mm-hmm. So, do you deserve your children?
0: Probably not. <laughs> yeah, and it's probably the same misdemeanor that because crossing the border without proper documentation is just a misdemeanor. It is not a felony. It is not something that should be locking anyone up. Misdemeanors are misdemeanors, mm-hmm. not felonies. So, And
1: I mean, fireworks end up with like 12,000 people in the ER every year, most of which are boys. So I think one's more dangerous than the other. <laughs> <laughs> details,
2: details. How dare you seek refuge in asylum here? Yeah,
0: to the I hate world. fireworks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what this really comes down to right now,
0: and you'll be not be invited to Michigan where Johnny sets them off over you. That's
1: fine. <laughs>
0: but yes, so the world sucks. It's kind of just going. Is be there like ever the happy
1: news that we share? Let's talk about our cats, y'all.
0: <laughs> Actually, there is happy news. Yeah, we can share it yes. quickly because we're running out of time. Yeah, but um. Oh. So the, um, there is a new medication-only abortion clinic in Columbus, Woo-hoo! your choice, health care. It's near the intersection awesome. of Carl and Rock
1: yeah it's like it's I'm in new. linden right
0: it technically i think it is in linden um so yeah it's a new it's just medication only for now um they don't have a surgical license as of yet i think
1: they're planning on offering full spectrum care today. yeah they
0: actually are cool. providing um full spectrum mode care, which is awesome care, because
1: so. previously there was no women's health care clinic in linden
0: yeah i mean it's definitely a underserved area mm. in general so yes um so they'll do, be doing like pap smears and std testing and birth control and all those mm-hmm. things and it. Addition to providing medication abortion and maybe they
2: provide, the, provide birth control already, yeah, exams. Mm-hmm. They're they're on it. I mean, the name fits, right? Yeah, your mm-hmm. choice. It's women owned. It's women staffed. It's good mm-hmm.
0: folks. Yes, so we are excited about that. That's good news. See, everything doesn't suck. <laughs> Just almost everything yes. sucks. Yeah. You know what else doesn't suck, Kelly?
1: Is it my baby? Well, <laughs> he doesn't suck.
0: He definitely doesn't suck. Squish never sucks. He's always adorable, but actually, I was going to say all your fabulous events you have coming
1: up. Oh yeah, those are pretty good too. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what you got going on tonight? I have an organizing meeting in Cincinnati next mm. Tuesday. I have an organizing meeting in Dayton. Next Thursday, I will be at the Warp Tour all day. So, if you happen to be under the age of like 25 and want to go listen to punk music for the last time, because it's the
0: last year of the Warp Tour, Mm
1: -hmm. come say hi to me. I cannot pay for your ticket, but you can come take some buttons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you're making fabulous Warp Tour only buttons. I am. There's going to be
1: some exclusive Mm -hmm. punk buttons, which I'm really excited about. And only some of them because Jamie says I
0: can't make (laughs) all (laughs) of (laughs) them.
1: Because Nazis are Nazis. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> we don't compare things to Nazis. <laughs> so yeah and then um also on the same day as your dayton organizing meeting um There's hannah will be doing akron kent organizing meeting um so you can be there and then on the 21st youngstown pride happens mm-hmm. not all pride is in june so
1: in south carolina my pride was usually in october
0: yeah and Toledo is I think in September at some point so huh. whereas Kelly Freeman was completely crazy all the month of June Hannah's prides got spread all over the place
1: somebody sent me an email they're like we met at the Dayton Organizer or at the Dayton pride I was like that's nice I went to six prides <laughs> I
0: don't remember who you were yeah so Youngstown pride on July 21st so come out and say hi to Hannah and all of those folks and then on July 23rd there's a Northwest Ohio rapid response meeting in Toledo about all the stuff that's going on up
1: there too and and next Wednesday, if you're in Cleveland, uh, Hannah will be at the Warp Tour in Cleveland
0: fabulous mm-hmm. so and uh, from what I understand they also had a fabulous and amazing repro happy hour relaunch in Cleveland yesterday yes. gathered a lot of menstrual supplies for Ola and diapers for Ola up mm. there that are dealing with the immigrant families in Ohio who are being separated because of ice raids on various businesses in northeast and northwest Ohio because Cleveland and Toledo are both within that 100 mile Mm. Range of a border so ice can go crazy. There.
1: We're attempting to start a Reproductive Happy Hour in Dayton, so stay tuned tune for that.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well,
1: we have one coming up in Columbus. Yes. yes. July 26th, I will be in Toledo. Yes. <laughs>
0: July 26th, um, the Reproductive Happy Hour will be at Growl in Clintonville on High Street, and it will be benefiting our friends at Root. Yay. So, yay. And then also, as Kelly said, on the 26th in Toledo, we will be celebrating um, up there the transfer agreement and all the hard work that everybody did up there to save that clinic in Toledo. So stay tuned for details on that as well. Woo-hoo. All the things. Yeah. All the things. Yeah, are are you going to be going happening. to Toledo? We'll figure it out. <laughs> so yeah. So stay tuned for more things, and we will. We're going to hit the ground running
1: week. hard in August,
0: Yep. So stay tuned. Bye. Bye. Ugh.